We back in the lab, we making some noise, so go turn your decibels up. Yeah. Black skin, white coat, oh no, who was nice as us? Made Jim Sam really told us no limits, so we about to take us up. Went from mixing in the kitchen to the lab, and now now I can make this up. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We shining a light on the people of color to show them my fly it is. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We back in the lab with white coats on our backs on the show, what time it is. Hey. And welcome to the B-Sciences Podcast, the podcast by the Black Science Coalition Institute, or B-Sci. I am co-host Jordan Chapman, and as always, we have... Jana Carpenter. And when you hear this noise, that is our citation sound. So please go check out the citation archives on bsci.org. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about today, Jenna? Yeah, so today I figured with our theme of identity and getting to understand who we are as people and scientists, that we could take a deep dive into our identity through music. Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is also a good idea to talk about because the Spotify playlist of the year for everyone just released today. Yeah, we love Spotify, not just because they're one of our streaming services, <laughs> but also because everyone is always excited to see their spotify uh wrapped playlist and get an idea of who they are through the algorithm of spotify right which reminds me to plug our um, fundamentals of science playlist um, which you can find right here so uh yeah we also wanted to give a very brief um overview of what is sound and sound Sound is a disturbance of matter, and it's the vibration of air molecules, and these vibrations move in waves, which we usually measure in terms of decibels, and hearing is the perception of sound, and the study of sound is called acoustics. But you also had some stuff to say about sound too, Jenna. Yeah, just a couple of general thoughts on the psychology of music kind of go into this idea that we don't fully understand why human cognition uh, latches onto music as a way of, of emotions or understanding our emotions. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, additionally, uh, we can use music as a way to enhance cognitive function, actually. And uh, oftentimes people resort to music as a way of escaping mm. from reality or maybe to enhance the understanding of reality uh, in certain ways and people make playlists for different reasons and we kind of dive into like okay i'm gonna make a playlist to work out or i'm gonna make a playlist to listen to in lab right right and so uh, there are different ways that we can kind of understand this psychology of music that i think are pretty interesting okay so for the rest of the episode we're gonna <clears throat> kind of just talk about um, some of our favorite music. What's your favorite music, Jenna? Uh, well, according to Spotify, okay. uh, I really like Indie Soul. Okay. So it's kind of a amalgamation of R&B and kind of alternative, mm -hmm. maybe, genre, if you want to think about it like that. Right. So, yeah, just really soulful music, very slow, lots of bass, mm -hmm. a lot of... Uh, intricate rhythm okay yeah what about you uh according to my spotify apparently rap and soundtracks 
because whenever I'm like, whenever I'm studying or like doing work, I'll like put on a soundtrack from a movie or something. So rap makes sense for like when I'm in a car for some reason. But when I'm studying, like I remember reading once, um, I wish I had the source because I definitely put it in here. But I remember reading once that it's hard to study when you know the words. And that's especially true for me because I hear like, you know, I'm from Philly. So if I hear some Meek Mill and it's dreams and nightmares, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm like, all right, well, I just can't listen to songs that I know. So instead, I'll look into just the instrumentals from different movie soundtracks. Um, and also, one that I've, I really like is this YouTube channel called Kurska Scotts. Um, they do science-like things on YouTube, and it's all it's like very it's all animation, and they like the little birds will run around and do stuff, and it's like it's just nice to look at. But they also have really nice music going on in the background, so I'll listen to that while I'm doing work sometimes. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. I, I'll have to check that out myself because mm. that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess my music taste kind of um, is all over the place, really. Um, it kind of depends on the day mm -hmm. and how I'm feeling. And just going back to that uh, psychology, it's uh, usually we seek out musical uh, interest through our environment um, as a way to reflect our personality attitude or emotions okay uh and so it makes a lot of sense that you would seek out something so closely related to science <laughs> yeah that, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool though <laughs> yeah i don't know i i feel like my music interest is i don't i don't really know how to define why i seek out certain things okay so do you do like is it activity based? Because like I know that's something that a lot of people do when they make playlists. Like I know I definitely do it. Like if I'm like working out, I have like a boxing playlist. So what does that what does that entail though? Is it upbeat music? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's. I think it's probably in some ways it's probably exactly what people think. So there's like a lot of like up. It's it's very upbeat. But then there are moments where it's like, and I think this is because um, my boxing coach, uh, chick. He's from Jamaica, so it's a lot of, it's reggae in it too, mm -hmm. and then like, reggae is really bouncy, so, and when, you know, when you're boxing, you're kind of bouncing around, yeah, so, like, I, and that's, and also there's Michael Jackson, it's like, so it's a lot of it is a beat, but it's not like, just like, it's, but it's still very rhythmic, I guess, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's actually kind of interesting that you mention uh, the reggae, because maybe you, ha like, choose that kind of music to still listen to as a way of like as a way to like maybe uh stay in tune with your memory because mm. i know memory is also a part of why we choose certain things and that makes sense uh maybe listening to reggae kind of reminds you of of chick yeah and... that's you know for sure whenever i'm like oh yeah no he's like <laughs> he's definitely like yo you gotta <laughs> we in the hurt business <laughs> that's one of the main things i think about when i'm boxing is because that's one of the that's Something he says a lot is we're we're in the hurt business, so you know you got to punch that bag. So it makes sense. Is there a certain song that you like closely relate to him? Pressure. It's like oh yeah yeah. Ooh. I think that's Tootsie in the Maytals. That's a good and that's a science song too, yeah. and it's on my science plan. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not okay. You know I can't sing, so I'm just gonna let, <laughs> let the listeners know. 
I can't think. But it's like, oh yeah, 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 something. Oh yeah. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm grooving over here. Yeah. You don't see it, it's but it's bad. happening. I don't. I can't say. I just. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, there are like. So I actually I'll, I'll kind of go into that science place. I, I kind of based it off of like, what if this was a textbook? Mm-hmm. So like, if you step through the playlist, you'll see that it starts like it's, it's kind of just like it starts with some general like science songs, I guess, just like science in the title or somewhere in the lyrics. But then it gets into the part where it's like it's not necessarily they're talking about science, but the the titles of the song or like the hook of the song will go. Like for example, like Drake's got um energy, mm-hmm. um and that song is like, I'm sure he goes into detail about the uh, science behind but energy, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. But yeah, <laughs> but it's just like then from there, I think it goes. I think um gravity, like John Mayer's gravity, because mm-hmm. it's like potential energy. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that was kind of my thought process. It's like that each song would kind of set up the next one, even if it's not like, you know, it's not as intricate as Drake, you know, going into energy, but it's like the next song might have like something else that has to do with energy or something. And then that leads into like something else. Like maybe it's like, I don't know. I forget what's after gravity, but it's, but I, I based it off of a science textbook that I saw. I think it's, it's called open stacks. Which is um, science resource for anyone you can just go on our website you can just read like full physics textbooks and full chemistry textbooks it's pretty great actually yeah thank you for plugging that because that, that's yeah i i think it's definitely kind of um a little bit of uh stealing from scientists because they really don't get the money from these uh large like journal companies like they just mm that money goes back to the journal and not yeah. necessarily the scientist. So yeah, some journals definitely just, yeah, some journals are not great. All journals aren't made the same, right? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point as right. well. I do appreciate it. Like that's one of the things that I really like about the idea of like open access journals and stuff like that. It's just like Pulse one, um, Pier J, uh, they, you know, it's just like, Hey, we publish this for everybody. And that prevents like, the paywall of science from going up which is very I, i'm not a fan of that at all. i mean that's if you go on our website you can find a bunch of online free resources so that's pretty much why we did that because it's just yeah yeah as a little homage to our uh, fact-checking episode you know in this new political climate right. you know if you look at all of the reputable sources mm-hmm. to look up information there's usually a paywall right so yeah. And but if you want to find quick information, free information, that's always a less reputable source, and people can easily access that. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, a little side note. Right. But going back to your playlist, the science playlist, um, I do think there is merit in like, especially with the song "Gravity," like that's such a popular song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, especially musicians, whether or not they realize it, are always incorporating science into oh yeah their uh like the creation of of their music Mm -hmm. and their own originality and things that they add to it like especially with gravity the way that lyric kind of settles Mm -hmm. right and like i i do have a small a little bit of a music background but i've lost it yeah you you know used to play the flute i did yeah Yeah. i was a classic a classically trained flautist for like 15 years and then I gave it up because I'm trash. Uh, but, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, like 
there is definitely intention in that lyric mm-hmm. because gravity is, you know, if you want to think about it, you know, in, in more general terms, it's heavy, right? It's something mm. that weighs down things. Right, and so right. the lyric itself weighs down such in the same way as gravity does. Mm. So anyway, that's I mean, that might be a little too deep, but no, no. I mean, that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun with this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, is there like a song? So when you're, I, did I already ask you? Did you have like, are there certain activities where you're like doing stuff that you just like you immediately? Because we talked about it for me, but I don't know if we talked about it for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the most science-based way that I use music is, like, I like to time myself. I like to be very, like, consistent mm-hmm. uh, with certain things. And I'll use music as a as a metric of doing that. Ooh. So, like, one of the most basic ways that I do that. And I'm also just really weird as an individual. So I mean, you're this a scientist. Is like... That makes sense. <laughs> All scientists are a little. <laughs> yeah, there's always a little bit of wacky mm-hmm. in us. But um, like especially showers, I think that's something people really do the most. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a shower singer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absol- I'm the, the best, best singer, right? shower It's got great singer. acoustics. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, I think we all do this. At least some of us do. We'll make a shower playlist mm-hmm. and it has to be perfect before I step into the shower because I'll know exactly when. I'll hit the highs, oh, I'll know I when see. I hit the lows, <laughs> and then I'll know when I need to get out of the shower because I right. don't want to listen to the next song. Okay. I want to end the shower at the perfect ending of the song. Are they like water songs? No, Like, not are you listening to, um, like, don't go chasing waterfalls? <laughs> are you not listening to that? I wish I was as literal with <laughs> okay. my music choices, but no, usually it's something very depressing oh, no. or very, like... Or or very just like um, upbeat. It okay. really depends on like the time of shower. Down. Yeah, it's, right, it's right. definitely mood driven for me. Okay. Um, no, that's fair. So yeah, that's interesting because like, oh man, I lost the train of thought. No, I mean like I and I didn't mention like the songs that I usually because I definitely have like a specific set of songs that I listen right. to in the shower. So usually, that's like I'll have. Tame Impala, like maybe a little Nick Hakim. These are all in my Spotify wrapped mm-hmm. playlist. Uh, Yaiji, um, who I believe is Korean. Okay. Um, love her. She's great. Um, Faye Webster, if I want to like cry a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say. Maybe a little bit of Still Woozy. Um, but I really like things that can linger like in the linger. shower. Oh, okay. Like it's that you said you like slow music. Is that kind of the vibe? I do. I like. I really enjoy listening to melody. Okay. And I think that kind of just goes back to my like my music background. But I really like to make a deep connection with how chord progressions mm. are happening throughout the song. And I find like for me like I, I've been out of practice so i can usually digest it more when there's a slower tempo and so i can really digest the chord progressions of that song right especially when it's you know a a minor in a minor key or something like that or a a melancholic style song so you just mentioned a couple things that it's got my mind 
kind of thinking about science. So do you one, do you remember when we um before we started the podcast itself, do you remember what we were kind of hoping we could make our theme song at first? Not necessarily. I think I think we were talking about um this is like when we were first like, oh, we should make a podcast. Oh. Yeah. We were like, oh, we're gonna do Alabama Shakes sound and oh, color. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because you know, sound is a it moves in waves and so does light or color. So yeah. I, that's just something I was thinking about. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good representation of like mm-hmm. where my mind's at. That's that's like Alabama Shakes is an amazing group, mm-hmm. like in general, but definitely that song in particular, like bridges the gap of all of my interest. Yeah. Like good soulful music, science. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect amalgamation of all of that right and it's on the science wheel <laughs> exactly it always comes back to science right also uh, you, you said a couple other things um like in terms of tempo i thought it's, that i think that's an interesting point to hit on because um in my very brief music career i, I played the drums and it was all about tempo but tempo is rhythm and that's time and it becomes like a math thing in yeah a way. oh absolutely yeah I mean, it's, but it's, and I think that makes sense too, because when you think about the fact that Tom, or not Tom, but uh, sound and uh, movement in itself, right? Even like, say like a spring, it's all periodic. And you measure that with specific equations that are supposed to measure like the frequency, Mm -hmm. right? And I think also you mentioned something about melody, which is along the lines of not necessarily, it's still frequency, but it's a specific type of frequency, right? It's like, because even like when you talk about like octaves and stuff, mm-hmm. um, that's the reason you can hear when things are lined up is because they're hitting a similar frequency. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even with the bass, mm-hmm. like it's kind of this balance of frequencies when you have, you know, the high, high frequency and low frequency kind of melting together. Right. Uh, even like the time signatures when you're like in music notation mm-hmm. um it's it's super interesting when you get into like how that works oh yeah and changing time yeah time keys and mm-hmm. th- not time keys god remember. my music teachers are gonna scold me for this <laughs> but yeah no when you change uh like your tempo yeah uh, throughout a song and it doesn't stay consistent like that's definitely something i find important too i forget the phrase the term for it uh i think when say if you do like a like a four four time signature is i think that's like the most common one but then you have the three four time signature which i I think is the waltz Mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken but then sometimes you can have it where like one instrument is playing four four and then another one is playing three four and i think they Line, they will line up at a certain point i think it is on like every 12th beat and i think that's called a compound time signature or something like that. i don't remember the terminology if you know the time signature or what it's called you should definitely hit us up because it's yeah i would yeah. love to hear perspective of like a professional because i know we're probably butchering it at oh, least yeah. i know i am oh yeah no i am too <laughs> we're, we're we're not doing we're doing okay we're <laughs> yeah yeah like this is all our opinions and yeah, like you know like loosely based on things that we know mm-hmm, right but yeah but yeah I, I, it's all really interesting the way that that just 
connects to our lives. It's just crazy. Yeah, I would definitely say this year in particular, music became music and podcasts, obviously. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) uh, Became very important to like my ability to like be productive. Yeah, get through a day. Yeah, just to get through a day, get through, you know, a a long lab day or something Mm -hmm. like that. I, I think music has become very essential uh to my own personal like way that i move through life right uh and so i don't know i think it's it's largely scientific in nature like why we why we need music to manage um our emotions our or whatever we're using it for um yeah no to get yeah i think that makes to even get back to your points earlier about the like psychology of music i mean that is one of the ways we define humanity right it's that art mm-hmm. i mean like no other species that we know of does art the same i mean well I, it doesn't they don't do it the same exact way we do where it's like oh it's very intentional you know a drawing is intentional you draw like it, it, it says something else about what's going on in that organism's thought process and it's kind of abstract but it's abstract and then it's made tangible and art is one way like physical drawing but music is another way where it's like we're thinking about more abstract things and we're conveying it through sound so yeah i think and i just recently read somewhere that like in like during uh development children children what am i saying like fetuses (laughs) there we go uh once they develop like uh, their auditory function oh. will listen to the heartbeat of the mother. And that's like one of the other main reasons why they have such a close connection with that maternal or or paternal uh, or what have you, mm-hmm. uh, because that heartbeat or whatever sound that they hear on an often basis will become something of a soothing, um, interesting kind of thing. So I think it all it all goes back to like how developed we are as a species yeah yeah if you can find that article send it to me huh? yeah i'll sense. definitely definitely have to look that one up because yeah, that's a good one. i just thought of that that's really good shit Man. yeah so i guess it all it all goes back to early development mm-hmm. <laughs> and evolution really yeah i think no that's a good point because i mean even when you think about because not all I, I could be wrong and definitely you know tell me if i am but i don't think all animals register sound the same way i would i would have to say that probably is the case right like you know for example like bats use echolocation and we don't use echolocation and if we do it's not to the same extent but there are some animals that don't necessarily have the same auditory uh mechanisms that we do for example, like if you're a fish, you I, even to go back to an evolutionary standpoint, um, you know, like I think the inner ear bones and fish, you know, eventually, because, you know, if you believe in evolution, then that's where, you know, we. Uh, what you should. What you should. <laughs> but, you know, that's where all of it kind of starts. And I think that is one of the ways we like can look back through the fossil record and go like, OK, this is when this thing changed. And so we can even put essentially a timestamp on when we started to get these auditory sensations in a way. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely think there's science behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure there's 
some archaeologist or anthropologist out there like i know i know yeah this is what i do i'm sure some geologists <laughs> out there like yeah, yeah for sure yeah we i want to have to look that up i'm gonna look up um when we got sound when do we get ears basically or like when did that process start because that's really because you can even do that for um i know i've seen this on uh cosmos with neil degrasse tyson like when we got sight for example because that's very specific and too. why yeah you know, like mm -hmm. what is the evolutionary need for us to need like hearing yeah. you know and i mean it, it feels obvious and mm. we can obviously make assumptions about why we need hearing and they're pretty easy to understand but right you know from an evolutionary standpoint why do we pick up on you know these auditory signals as being so important to our survival yeah oh no i see what you're saying like because you're not going to register a loud like you register a loud noise more than you probably you respond more to a loud noise than you would to like a soft noise for example exactly yeah yeah because i'm sure like evolutionary speaking or and this is i, I know this is probably more speculation than anything but like if you hear a quick loud sound that's potential for like that's potential stem off for fear right right yeah. but if you hear a, sound, a soft noise that's just kind of in the background it's like oh that must not be a problem and every now and then i mean it can be the opposite right mm -hmm. so if we pick up on like let's say if you're out in the woods by yourself and you right. hear a small sound that could be a fight or flight response because you don't know the origin of that sound like the like the like a rustle of a branch or something exactly like that. Yeah. yeah i think sometimes softer sounds are are amplified mm. um because they are softer and you have to uh be intentional intentional about like picking up on it yeah no, that makes sense like because even when you think about like the doppler effect so, if you're, so for those who don't know what the doppler effect is i'll do it right now it's i start off here but as i get further away from the microphone back to the microphone you can hear me more but then as i go away again and that's actually pretty important to how we study planets too because mm -hmm. that because in in terms of light we call it the blue shift red shift effect and I, I think the way it works is that if something's closer it's i think that's red i again i could be butchering butchering our i'm not a planetary scientist but i think it's red and then as it gets further away it becomes blue i could be wrong but it's something like yeah that. and it does distort the, the sound as mm -hmm. well or yeah. the way that we pick up on it as humans right the sound is distorted mm -hmm. uh in some way uh, because of the doppler effect so yeah mm -hmm. it's all it's all it's, it's it's super interesting we should get we should look for definitely get um an acoustic scientist or acoustic engineer on the show maybe next year that'd be cool yeah mm. that would be awesome because i would love to understand more this concept of like what sounds do we find more attractive or what sounds do we not want to hear what sounds right. like what sounds are kind of cater to our oh, like um our fears or emotions in general mm. like which ones spark those emotions and stuff yeah that makes sense yeah i mean even like for us it's really important too as podcasters right because like our microphones are definitely based in science right um and then when you think about like how we can muffle sounds too because that's really important to make sure that you guys don't hear a bunch of background stuff and i'm sure you do sometimes but if we could figure out a way to do stuff like that like that's why like some sound studios are like super 
like high tech and stuff is just so they can black out as much sound as possible and deliver like the highest quality of sound and even like concert halls and stuff like that you know they're very intentionally built to like maximize the waves that are coming from the source and instruments and or the person singing to give you the best experience Sorry, and that's me. all completely physics mm -hmm. that's all physics right there and and like it, there i mean we learn about how waves travel in physics mm -hmm. so yeah no i think music is one of the great uh keys to science that we if we could unlock it i think it, well i mean several people are doing this and i i want to like give credit to them because I, I think it's important to mention that because several scientists are using sound as a way to understand life and mm -hmm. among other things of course in, in, at nasa you know like oh yeah I mean, that's a good point, actually, um, because I think SETI has, like, telescopes and and I, I want to mention uh, the Arecibo telescope because I um, talked about it a little bit on our last episode and it actually collapsed recently. So, sorry to hear that. But to go back to what Jenna was saying, SETI, um, I forget the, um, I forget what that acronym stands for. But SETI is basically studying extraterrestrial, oh, sorry, extraterrestrial noises. And the hope is that you could pick up, if there's intelligent life out there in the universe, that you would pick that up through a communication satellite that's pointed at different spots in the universe. And it's super hard to, um, because, you know, one, it's like a Tom thing. It's like, is that sound still happening? Or is it, right? are, are we too late to hear it in the first place? So it, those sound waves in a way already passed us. And... Two, is it like, is that actually something that we should be tuning into? Because is it the right sound? So it's all really interesting. Yeah, sound is, is ephemeral, which mm -hmm. is, I think, kind of interesting to think about because it's not really alive, you right. know? Yeah. But it's something that, like, has a, a lifespan. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's interesting. <laughs> it's got a duration. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm to, there was another point I wanted to make about study. Oh, yeah, is it. Uh, one, you can get involved with SETI. I don't know if you knew this, but basically, I think the way you can like download some program to your computer and you're comfortable with it, you could download to your computer and then you basically give SETI access to um, analyze the information that your computer picks up. Because they need, because if you're going to find life out in the universe using sound, like I said, it's a huge problem, right? Because there's only so much of the sky we can see or the universe we can observe with these um, different instruments. And it requires a lot of processing power. And even if you have the most powerful computer, like, and I'm sure they do have really powerful computers and processors, but even that's not enough to get enough information to figure out where those things could be coming from in the entire universe. So the best way you can maximize that is if you go, oh, okay, like let's get as many people involved in the project as possible. So they vote. They have like essentially something like open source technology, where you can just download it and they get to see some of that stuff in your computer. You basically get helped to help study and NASA essentially um, study look for extraterrestrial life and intelligent life at that. Yeah, and I think just like going back because this brings up an important point because I think we as scientists, especially if you run any kind of, you know spectrometry mm. there's always this issue of signal to noise and so right. you have to pick up on you know a signal that's actually a signal that's important and not just mm. noise from the machine right or impurities 
And so, yeah, I think like if people are doing this work, they have to, you know, rule out a certain amount of noise and that goes into a whole other genre of knowing what noise is. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and especially solar noise. I, mm. I have no idea where to even start with that. But... Oh, no, I have no idea either. Yeah. Because that's a good point, actually, because um, mag magnetic interference can do a lot of damage to different things like that. So, Because, again, it's all waves, right? So, and I guess, I don't know if it's, it, it, I'm sure in some levels it is, but it's like, that's when you start kind of getting into the realm of, like, quantum physics where you're like, oh, okay, like, this sound is, or this wave is affecting this wave because light is electromagnetic so it's got it's got the electric component and the magnetic component and then um, some of those waves can interact with the matter that the sound waves are interacting with so that could also distort a lot of different sounds absolutely mm -hmm. yeah and I, I wish I knew how to do those derivations but mm -hmm. yeah no I'm, idea. I'm sure it takes a lot a lot of uh understanding of uh correct yeah teams of scientists yeah mm -hmm. yeah but it's interesting Definitely. and I think people should explore that more yeah you would because i mean that i think i like the idea that I, and i had tried this once to download that study program and put on my the problem was that like you know i want my computer to also run yeah i'm like, sure it well. takes a lot of processing yeah, power <laughs> exactly so i just i took it off but it is interesting and if you want to do that it's just definitely there for for you to do but i like the idea because that gets into the idea of like citizen science where um that's and that's a relatively new idea like over the last couple of decades there are all these different projects people can get involved in and i think there's even a website that you i'll, I'll put the website in the show notes, but, um basically like things like SETI, but then there are other things that aren't necessarily sound related but i'll talk about them a little bit um like for example i know there's one where you can like just record whatever cloud you see and that's a way for you to get involved in like climate science or something like that and it's it's i think most of them are free so it's just another way for your you know normal average everyday person to be scientist indeed <laughs> right that was a good i'm plug. sorry I, again, <laughs> I apologize to the listener out there no that was good but yeah so let's get into what's on our uh spotify playlist like specifically so i'm gonna open up my spotify app and see what's on here uh, my top song is actually a science song again. Of course, <laughs> it's uh, it's DNA from Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Fitting. So fitting. Uh huh. Um. Then I have the producer who makes those. Uh, the soundtrack for Kurska Scott's is called Epic Mountain, and then I have a song called Wormholes from them, and then I have Decibels, ironically enough, from Jadena. And then I have Find Your Way Back from Beyonce and then Down Bad from Dreamville and um, J. Cole. All of this makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a Dyson Sphere um, song from Epic Mountain again. And then a song called I Don't Know Anything from Andrew W.K., which is very accurate. <laughs> so what do you got, Jenna? <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's kind of interesting. I think I my my science identity is a little bit more separate from uh, music just okay. because I think I, I am a lot more emotional mm. when it comes to 
music. No, that's fair. But yeah, so my top artist is Moses Sumney, mm -hmm. Neither Nor, um, which is basically just about identity, okay. which I think um, is pretty like spot on for me because mm -hmm. uh, I, who am I? Who knows? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. No, that's fair. Um, and then it's ju it just keeps going into a lot of mostly, I don't know, um, more emotional songs. Mm -hmm. uh, Do You Realize, Aquarium Dream, Twin of Myself, Black, okay. Moth, Super Rainbow, Lost in Yesterday, <laughs> Tame Impala. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always lost in thought, I guess. No, that's um, fair. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I don't know most of those people. They sound interesting. Yeah. It, I mean, if you want to feel a little depressed for the afternoon, like... <laughs> Highly, highly recommend. Um, did you? You said you posted that on your story. on my Instagram. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I I caved. I I want people to know what I like, mm -hmm. and I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> Don't be ashamed <laughs> of that. I share my Spotify playlist with the science stuff on um, Twitter and Instagram, and I'm going to yeah. put it in the show notes. So no, again, yeah. for the second week in a row, so I definitely understand. You should. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, share the music. Um, makes the world go around exactly yeah. and then i guess the the last one i'll mention or second to last one i don't know of course like <laughs> i never know uh, <laughs> uh and then um just some like international songs that i, I just love french music in general mm. sloan la fille aux cheveux bleus i my my uh, accent french. is gone <laughs> um it's not great Really good stuff. So if you want to check out what happens in my brain on a <laughs> on a one at least one level, that's there. That's interesting though the international aspect of music because I'm sure that's all tied to like cultural and cultural de development essentially. Yeah. So I would wonder like how. I for me, I, I definitely want to understand different cultures mm -hmm. and. Uh, my two favorite ways to do that is through music and food. Oh, that makes sense. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that's why I tend to veer towards very a range of music, mm -hmm. um, just because I like to understand cultures on a different level. Right. I'm I'm, I'm wondering like what like because you know not everyone has the same like right. for example like the way Western music uses like in scales. Those scales aren't going to translate necessarily to the way that, say, for so one one specific way I'm thinking about it is the scale for like some Spanish music is a minor key, but it's also similar, and I think one note to some of the um, Middle Eastern music we hear, which is really interesting because you would think those are somewhat separate, but they might have a common origin which is interesting to think about yeah definitely styles of music definitely translate across cultures mm -hmm. that i think are tied in some way I, I don't know exactly why maybe the style of some mexican music would translate to middle eastern music but that's interesting yeah i don't know it's interesting um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I, it's just something that I know from my, again, my very brief meet. Because I took a music theory class, mm -hmm. and we talked about that one day. Because the way scales from major keys to minor keys work is predictable. 
because again it's all because it, i mean t the science part of that is that you know those octaves will have a similar frequency so when you hit a certain note in each scale that is the minor key basically so I, and i think i'm sure you know this but um so the sixth note in like a major key i think is the first note of a minor key so by that you can like see like for like the major c which is like the most basic one and you probably hear it all the time i think the minor key associated with a major c is an a key a minor basically and it's i think a is the sixth note in the major c scale if that makes sense yeah mm. yeah well that's the a would be the third oh so i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> probably no it, it's <laughs> fine i now i'm trying to think back to you it's something like that though yeah no yeah for sure i can't remember exactly i just know like for like a g major scale it would be the f minor in that key, right which i think is the well no that's still the third mm. okay it there yeah for yeah. there's definitely the translation there for yeah like hold on i'm gonna look it up now because i'm super interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a while since i've taken music theory probably 10 years so yeah my i, about I have no oh my gosh Jenna, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh no i mean there there is such Ooh. thing as like a major like a well i i definitely don't want to get butchered um yeah i'm trying to look up what the the relationship is now but, but oh man it has been about i think i took music theory i want to say like 2012 yeah it was like 2014 for me <laughs> oh god oh, god damn it Jen. <laughs> 2014 2013 something like that oh we're getting old yeah oh man oh god that's bad i don't know oh, god damn it but yeah scales there are relationships and the c scale is the has the associated a scale and it's all it's all very predictable and if you know how how it works you can basically switch between a major and a minor key without really thinking about it which is really cool when you think about it it's pretty cool yeah yeah it is definitely consistent mm -hmm. um in that manner like yeah really it, it comes down to like a memorization game almost mm -hmm. and knowing how to like manipulate those things right uh, but no yeah it's pretty cool yeah i think uh you got anything else i don't think so i not without like you know some amazing uh musician coming for us in yeah. the comments <laughs> yeah I, I think we should definitely have a musical engineer yeah or an acoustic engineer come and do a podcast with us that'd be definitely dope yeah so if you fit that or if you're a musician musician in general mm -hmm. um would love to hear some feedback right from you also we probably won't be we won't have an episode for you guys in our usual schedule we usually we've been trying to do every two weeks but if we did every so you'll hear this one i think somewhere in like december 15th ish that sounds about right and then um two weeks after that would be christmas so we won't be producing and we won't be releasing an episode during that week but we will have one more episode before the end of 2020 where we're going to wrap up 2020 for you guys and then we'll get in to what is hopefully going to be a better year one can hope one really really hopes <laughs> that it's going to be better and then hopefully we'll have um we have been thinking about ways to make the podcast better um 
and one of those ways is getting more interviews like we were just talking about um so if you have anybody that you think would be really good with us on this podcast then hey let us know um we have some ideas including one of an amazing idea by jenna to do a pilling black the layers um series because you know um, you want to talk about that actually um the pilling black the layers idea that you had yeah i guess just kind of like uh getting an understanding of the full person or a scientist um what kind of makes us us right so yeah so we're thinking about getting some psychologists on the episode on some a series of episodes um and they'll all be talking about different aspects of identity so we're thinking about that um and then yeah i mean we have some other ideas and we're hopefully um not just only the b scientist podcast will continue to grow over the next year because um, February 2021 will be our second anniversary, so we hope to start giving you guys more as we continue to grow. And But yeah, we'll be back with one more episode before the end of 2020. Uh, we'll be back after Christmas, and then, yeah, um, 2021 starts. Very so, excited. Yeah, it's, I think we're doing big things. I think we, we still got a lot of room to grow, and I'm really excited to see how things start to shape out for us over the next year. Agreed. Mm. But yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, Jenna, it's always a pleasure to make a podcast with you. You as well. And please, don't forget to be scientists. Be Scientist is a podcast by the Black Science Coalition Institute, or B-Side. Host and producers are Jenna Carpenter and Jordan Chapman. Special thanks to Michael Mycaster Marshall and the Plaza Abbey Studios. Intro and outro beat produced by Delarillo and lyrics are by Ed Gunnett. If you would like to donate to B-Side, visit us on bside.org or donate to our PayPal at paypal.me backslash the B-Side. Thanks for listening to B-Scientist.